The ACC did announce their coach of the year for football during the break. Got a got an update in the old emails. I feel like if we play the breaking news sounder, it's going to make people think it's like Dave Dorn. It's not. No. Mike Norvell. The breaking news that it's not Dave Dorn. Dorn third. Behind Norvell. Brom at uh, Norvell at Florida State. Brom at Louisville. Then NC State's very own Dave Dorn. I also, I see why Norvell gets it. Totally get it. Yeah, the best team all season. Brom, I can totally see why he gets votes. I just appreciate the fact that Dave Doran got votes and was recognized for the job he did this year. Yeah, but can we be real what Florida State did? Bought a team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how good of a coaching job is it to say, go in the portal and find the best at every position and give them what they need? I mean, that's part of coaching, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, because if, 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 if you were finding diamonds in the rough and doing a great job evaluating, everybody knew Keon Coleman was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's not a secret that Mike Norvell uncovered. Like, we watched him at Michigan State be awesome the year before. It's an, this isn't some Juco guy that everyone was like, whoa, how did you find him? It was at Michigan State. Yeah. Your running back's from Oregon. Do you think, do you think none of us caught that one? Way to go. You assembled a team by paying them more. Like, like, don't get me wrong. It's a good way to win. It's a good strategy, and it yeah. worked. So, like, credit to you. I just don't know if that's coaching. Like, it's GM of the year stuff is what it is. Nah, that's fair. Like, did when when uh, the Dodgers pay $500 million a year and then have, like, an above-average team, are we like, what a coaching job? No, you just paid more. It's like, yeah, Mookie Betts, real diamond in the rough. Where'd you find him? Oh, on the World Series champion Boston Red Sox? Way to go. Good scouting department. I would have been more okay with Brom at Louisville, although he was a big portal guy as well. That team was built through the portal. But but they didn't they didn't just go like top ranked at every position. They they had to do a little bit. I mean, they got their quarterback from Cal. Who watched a Cal game? I guess we'll have to now that they're in the ACC, but you know what I'm saying. He also came from Purdue, which is where Brom was, which is kind of a diamond in the rough. And then Dave Dorn. That guy. I I don't think he should have. I would have been okay with Brom. Brom or Dorn would have been my pick. Mm-hmm. Norvell, I see why. I just don't agree why. All right, let's talk about basketball. North Carolina, last night, we saw the best and the worst of UNC last night. If they play like they played in the first half for most of their games, they'll be the best team in the country. If they play like they played in the first half for all of their games, they might win every game. That's how good they were in the first half. The Through the first six games of the season, Tennessee had allowed just 61.5 points per game. They were 25th in the country in scoring defense, and some of the, the advanced analytics, the Ken Palm stuff, had them as the number one defense in the country. They had allowed 61.5 points per game. UNC scored 61 in the first half. It was the most points allowed in a half by a Rick Barnes coached Tennessee team, and he has been there nine seasons. They were unbelievable in the first half. Do you see why I have to end all of these sentences with in the first half? Mm -hmm. Because we're about to hit halftime and pivot. 
In the second half, you saw a team that makes it easy to see how they missed the tournament last year. The killer instinct. Where? Where? Put put them away. Right? Take their will. Do all the things coaches say. Step on the throat. Put them out of their misery. When you play as well as, as UNC played in the first half, it, I mean, it's four hard minutes at a halftime, and the other team will wilt. Right? If, if you play as well as you played in the first half, you come out and make them think it's going to be another half of that, they'll, they'll go, mm, don't want to sign up for this. They didn't end the game. And there's, there's no excuse for it, right? They're not a particularly young team. They have vets. They have both veteran homegrown and veteran transfers. They're, they're, they're not a particularly young team. They should, they should know how to close out a contest. Like, like last year, right? They missed the tournament. Does anyone think they – and we'll even just use the, the like, top 32 or whatever because that's the, the at-large things. Do you really think North Carolina is not one of the top 32 teams in the country last year? Of course, that we're actually top 32 most talented, right? I was saying are, in terms of talent? You are what your record says you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm saying in terms but, of talent. But yeah. as far as ability, they are definitely one of the top 32 teams last season. Oh, 100%. They just didn't close out games that they should have closed out. They didn't win games that they should have won. Now, obviously, they won last night, so it's not that bad. But you could argue the only reason they were able to survive their second half is because they were otherworldly in the first half. And and it's a tall task to say, all right, your first half has to be that every time if you're going to limp down the stretch. Connect? The the Tennessee guy was going nuts. He was rolling <laughs> it. He was rolling ankles and scoring buckets. That's what he did. He's a transfer from northern Colorado. Put up 37 I, points yesterday. Which is the uh, ties the all-time visitor high score in in the Dean Dome? Yeah, and he broke his ankle at some point. Yeah, uh, so he didn't even play for much of the latter part of the of the game. And, Last like few four, like four minutes or so, three. Minutes. I had this thought multiple times, and I meant to look it up. But you bringing up the the Northern Colorado element of it, he had to be like a Scottie Pippen, who went to oh, a small yeah. school and then grew like seven inches, and and like a like a Gordon Hayward, right? Like I was a tennis recruit till I got to Butler. Now I'm six ten. What happened here? Like, like that, that has to be what happened there. Cause there's no way he like popped. He was obvious. He was, he was one of the best athletes on the floor with the university of North Carolina Tar Heels. Northern Colorado had to be like, what happened here? And then he went, yeah, I don't get it either. I'm going to Tennessee, uh, which he did. And he, and he's been playing very, very well, mm-hmm. but, but connect shouldn't be enough. Once you have the first half that you have connect or or whoever else was stepping up for Tennessee shouldn't be enough to make that game close down the stretch. And that's something you can learn. Teams have to to be in that position enough to get used to putting in the energy to put out, put away the other team. But I would I I if I'm Hubert Davis, I'm asking for more. That's not a fun film session after that game. Right? It's it's you you celebrate every win. That one gets celebrated a little less, right? Go say hi to your families, right? Sign the autographs, do the things. Tomorrow morning or whenever they watch film, buckle up. We're not even going to watch the first half. That's what I would do. You know you played well in the first. You know there was a lot of good there. We're watching the second half, and and, and maybe if you take the coaching well, if you take this screaming well, 
as a treat at the end, we'll watch some of the first half and say, all right, let's go let's go watch the good part as a little dessert. Yeah, they're outscored in the second half, 53-39. And 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 they're up 61-39 at half. And it's 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 like comparative. We know what you can do because mm-hmm. we just watched you do it. What'd you do? Go in at halftime and like stiffen up? You just sat down and you, you, your hips and knees stopped working? Like what what happened at half? We know you can dominate the way you dominated. Jekyll and Hyde is not a way you want to describe your basketball team. Duke basketball last night lost to Arkansas. At the beginning of the year, if you told me that game went the way it did, I'd be like, oh, okay. Right? Arkansas came into the season as the 14th team in the AP preseason uh, top 25 poll. So, all right, they lost to a top 15 team. Okay. On the road, yeah, on the road, pretty raucous environment. Uh, yeah, felt felt kind of kind of a uh, elevated atmosphere. They stormed the court after, which is always like, all right, they then they got their best shot from a, a top fifteen team. That's not what it was. Not what it was at all. Not what it was even a little bit. Arkansas lost to UNC Greensboro. They lost to Memphis. They lost to UNC Chapel Hill all within their last four games. Going into the Duke game, Duke should have known this is a team that they can they can beat. And do you know what John Shire has to work on? By the way, I, I'll put this on the record first. I like John Shire as a coach. I think he's a good one. Uh, I think he recruits his, his absolute tail off. I think he's got some things he needs to work on when it comes to the in-game stuff and the, the I, I never know what it's called, the social part. It's not social, but like the motivational part okay. i guess like reading people and knowing what buttons and what buttons to push and what strings to pull to get the best out of that player i think he needs to work a little bit on that duke lost to arkansas in an ugly game okay that, let's just call it ugly they were, they were listless at times they didn't come out firing uh the win against south indiana southern indiana what was it last friday mm-hmm. was it friday was an ugly game they came out listless. They were down at halftime to a team that was 1-5, in five, and they're south in Indiana. The offense was stale at times. The, the rim defense wasn't good enough at times. A lot of things, the, 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 it's just stagnant. But the thing that stood out to me, especially in this most recent game against Arkansas, was the lack of focus, energy, and effort right out of halftime. They gave up a bunch of layups. Right out of halftime. After a first half that I thought they were listless. I thought they were going through the motions. I thought they were uh, half-hearted in their effort. Matter of fact, we have Shire himself talking about their second half defense right here. There's just a, a resistance you have to have. Like We have a lot of guys, Steve, that are capable of having big nights offensively and scoring, but whether shots are going in or not, you have to be the same way all the time on that end. And I thought our offense right away affected our defense. So the the resistance on the ball, uh, our second level defense of protection coming over on the weak side, you know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't there for us to the to the level that needs to be. Bottom line. I agree. So I'm glad you saw it, Shire. We saw it the same. Shire should have shut the door at halftime, and gone bananas. 
I, I, I hate to do this, but it's going to happen for his entire career. We talked with Coach Shire at ACC Tip-Off about it. He will forever and always be the guy that replaced Coach K. Coach K would have would have the the paint would have been peeling off the locker room, probably. I, I like you know the the I said this to to Dennis earlier. At times, I think Coach K only wore a suit on the sidelines so he could take the jacket off and throw it. Something needed to be thrown uh, to 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 show Duke how how much energy they should have been playing with. There should have been screamings. Things should have been thrown. I'm not saying at people. That's, you know, from 50, 60 years ago. I'm saying thrown to the ground. I'm saying a, a clipboard needed to be snapped. I'm saying something needed to be ignited. Right? Part of the reason I like Shire as a coach is that he is calm, cool, collected. Right? Other teams going on a run, they pan to him. You wouldn't know it. Pretty right? stoic. Pretty, pretty stoic. His His – which is, I mean, that's the point guard in him, right? Mm-hmm. That's the give me the ball, I'll calm it down. Relax. But at some point in time, I need you to be the power forward trying to dunk it. Like I, At some point in time, I need you to be the, the, the bulldog. That was a game that I felt Duke, and, and quite honestly, just they're better players but younger players, right? They're, they're three sophomore team leaders in that starting lineup. Needed to... to you know, I'm not going to go as as I think it's sometimes cheesy. I'm not saying they should have been slapping the floor on the road, right? But but somebody needed to like fake hustle. I, I call it fake hustle, right? When the ball's already bounced out of bounds, but you dive for it anyway and land three rows in the stands just to show people how much like how much it means to you. Like there needed to be some of that. And Coach Shire, right? John Shire as a new coach. That's that hasn't been his role, right? The assistant coach isn't the one who's like team needs a little little energy. I'm gonna go pick up a tech, right? That's not the assistant coach's role. The assistant coach is to s- sit off to the side while the head coach yells at the players and then go, "All right, come here. Here's what you need to do when they're when they're you know uh, uh, hedging the the screen, right? That's what the assistant coach's role is. The head coach is to do the screaming and then trust that you have the assistant coaches hired correctly to come in and do the rest of it. I thought what was missing from Duke, both players and coaches, was just energy. And yeah, yeah, some shooting, some, you know, finishing in the paint. Like there there are some things that you also need to do from a basketball X's and O's standpoint. But man, like pick up a foul going over the back on a rebound you need to get. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like j- just dare the refs to call a charge because you're gonna dunk on somebody. That kind of stuff does matter, and and like, I want somebody to try to dunk on him, right? Try to dunk on someone from Arkansas, bigger guy, get called for a charge, and I want John Shire applauding like a madman on the sideline, right? Like that's, I'll take that foul, right? The the ticky tack reaches on the perimeter, I don't want those. I'll take that foul though. That's what I. That's what I think they were missing. Like you take that penalty because you're in the opposing goalie's grill in hockey. Exactly. You truck them for you know you start a little scuffle. Guys get all juiced up. They. You know what? They need Michael Bunting. <laughs> hey, there you go. Right? Can can does he have eligibility left? How does an NIL? How does NIL work? I don't. Uh, he can, might. can you get be a professional hockey player and 
a seventh guy on the bench for a, a top 25 NCAA basketball team? Let me check his portal status. <laughs> oh, gosh.